out there in podcast land and welcome back to spoilers your bad movie review show on the rat pack Cop podcast network where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials each week we watch a movie usually a bad one we crack we crack a couple jokes we give you our insight into the film and we play a couple games at the end i'm your host hollywood and i'm joined by my co-host adam hello just adam today Yo. no no maestro this week we were watching 2004's harold and kumar go to white castle why adam uh, searching. There's a movie called Searching that came out that that has Harold in it. Mm-hmm. Did you, have you seen the preview for Searching? <laughs> no idea. You don't. You don't even know what it's about. I've never heard of this movie. I, I, I saw it's being released. That's okay. As far as it goes for me, is it I, FBI agent or something? No, no, no. no? He missing persons. No. So um, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Unfriended. Unfriended was the one where all the te- all the high school kids are like FaceTime each other on oh, the on the yeah, laptop. Yeah, yeah. So it's shot similar to that. He he has a daughter who's gone missing. So okay. he goes on her computer. So it's all told from the point of view of the camera on the computer and then the camera like oh. on his phone and stuff. So it's him looking on her Facebook like wait a minute. And then he like calls. He's like, "Hi Jessica, this is um whatever Stacy's dad." Weren't you guys supposed to hang out uh, after school? Oh, yeah, she canceled. But do you know where she is? So then he starts going down the internet rabbit hole of like where his daughter, what, what his daughter was. He, like he finds out what his daughter was into. And he's oh, like, interesting. He's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. So it's all told from the point of view of the, of the computer. Oh, my. So when I saw. That sounds interesting. When I saw Hereditary. Okay. They played this trailer for searching. And I was like, ooh, that actually looks pretty good. Because huh. not. They're trying to make it like a thriller. But it actually looks really good. He actually is a really good actor. Uh, yeah, he's fine. I've John seen Cho. other things. He was in the second season of the Exorcist TV series. The Exorcist TV series was fucking incredible, dude. You would have loved it. Even though you don't really like horror, you would have loved it. Because the second season, it takes place on this island in Seattle. You know the, the Seattle and Washington State? They have those island, those group of islands that are off of the mainland. Yeah. So he raises a, a bunch of like foster kids there. But on the also on the other side of the island, there was a like a witch or something that was killed there in like the thirties, and that whole island's been haunted ever since. Huh. So one of his little girls that he's raising in the foster home becomes possessed by a demon. Okay. So they're already in the forest and it's creepy as fuck. But then this guy is playing like the foster dad and he starts having these weird visions. The show really showcased him as an actor. He's he's actually a really good dramatic actor. Okay. He's just known for like American Pie and Harold and Kumar. Uh he is the 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 latest uh ah, I forget his name. Damn it. Asian guy in Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Sulu. Sulu. Sulu, that's mm-hmm. his, yep. I like those Star Trek uh the remake movies. I enjoy them quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's just enough of, like throwback to the old stuff, but like new modern day spin. Even though somehow the Star Treks they're kind of timeless in a weird way. Mm-hmm. You can tell that like the filming is a little dated, but it, it I, to me it holds up. But then I'm pretty also pretty biased. Did you watch the third Star Trek, the Discovery? No, the one undiscovered. No, no, no. The what is it called? The third of these new Star Trek movies, In, Into the Darkness. Into- no, that's the second one. There's the one after Dis- that one. I thought it was. Is it Discovery? I think it's Discovery. Whatever. That one's good too. I, I have like that one. I, I, I kept trying to watch that one and I haven't finished it yet. Stringer Bell is, Stringer the, Bell. is yep. the bad guy That's with the one makeup yep. on. I haven't finished watching it. I keep starting it and falling asleep and then I start over. 
anyway, so we're doing Harold and Kumar go to White Castle because uh, should be in a sleep study. I swear to God, <laughs> because his new movie's coming out, Searching, yeah. which actually looks good. Which you should watch the trailer for after okay. we do this. Fantastic. So Harold and Kumar was directed by Danny Liner. I, I'm gonna say sure. His most other notable work, he directed Dude, Where's My Car? Oh. Uh. <laughs> He did that first. They referenced that movie in this movie, do they not? Yeah, at the end. He goes, where's my car, dude? Yeah. Where's his car, dude? Yeah. This movie stars, there's a lot of people in this, it stars John Cho, Cal Penn, David Krumholtz, Malene Ackerman, Neil Patrick Harris, Anthony Anderson, Bobby Lee, Ryan Reynolds makes a quick appearance. I yes, don't know, he does. I don't know why. I don't know if you know why he's in the movie. Because of uh, Van Wilder? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've seen Van Wilder? Oh, yeah. I love Van Wilder. That was amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was my first exposure to Ryan Reynolds. Mine, too. Yeah. Like, this guy's amazing. I want to see everything he ever does. Uh-huh. In this movie, he was very Wade Wilson-y. Yes. And I, maybe this, it's the, hard, easy to say the, now. Uh, when he's patting him down. Yeah. Chocolate yeah. chips. Yeah. Oh, kisses. Yeah. It's just all, like, sweet and weird. <laughs> but <laughs> the way he delivers the, but why? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me do a brief synopsis. We'll go from there. A Korean American office worker and his Indian American stoner friend. <laughs> so that's like the most PC fucking way yeah, to say. Way to go, everybody. A Korean American office worker and his Indian American stoner friend embark on a quest to satisfy the desire for White Castle burgers. I ask this every week, Adam. Have you ever seen this before? Uh, I have. I, I saw this back in the high school days, and I remember thinking it was one of the best movies I've ever seen at, the, at the time. I'm going to second that. Yeah. Okay. I saw this opening weekend. I The main reason I watched this is because I loved Van Wilder so much. Yep. And Raj, played, played by Cal Penn, yes. was in the movie, and I remember seeing the trailer, and they had Ryan Reynolds show up. And I'm like, oh, he's in the movie too? Yeah. And it's a dumb, like, young, like, late teens coming into life. Because we were 20 when this came out. And these Harold mm. and Kumar are, like, 22. Like, they're just out in yeah. the world. So I, like, identify with them. Like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to grow up. I still want to okay. be home and watch movies and shit. That's why I think I like Van Wilder so much. It was the same concept. Yeah. Like, I never want to grow up. He's a child. Yeah. <laughs> So I haven't seen. I actually own this movie on DVD. Wow! So I DVD DVD DVD. <laughs> I actually yeah coming soon to DVD. I actually stole that joke. Did you? Yeah, there's this other movie podcast <laughs> I listen to, and they make fun of like DVD how like everything was like coming soon on DVD. Yeah. I remember those. That was part of the previews. Yeah, on uh, on the on when you watch the DVD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am paying credit. I'm. I'm okay. What is it? Homage. When you, when you write a paper. Oh, I'm, I'm acknowledging you're, my you're resource. Citing, citing I'm your citing source. my resource. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so when my mom left New Mexico, she called me. I helped her move, obviously, and she called me and she said, "By the way, you have a giant black like tub here of DVDs, and it was all my DVDs. Wow. And I left them there. So I went to go pick them up like a week before she moved, and I was going through them. Dude, it's like 70% horror movies, and okay. then it's like the action and comedies and shit. Was and there anything in there that you forgot that you ever would have oh, owned? Oh, yeah. I was going through like, I own this? Okay. <laughs> I have a box set where it's like the, the gangster gangster movie set. It's American Gangster, Donnie Brasco, Heat, and something else. Okay. 
I have the, I have the Kurt Russell four movie collection pack. It's Executive Decision, Soldier. Okay. Um, Executive Decision, Soldier, uh, Stargate, and what's the fourth? I forgot what the fourth one is. But I had I I was buying all these like weird multi packs. You remember those yes. in the DVD days, right? Oh yeah, four random movies. They just stuck on one. Oh, no, I, I used to buy lots of VHS tapes. <laughs> there you that's, go. That's what I did. Because they were so much cheaper. Yeah, like thirty bucks for thirty movies. Yes, please. So I had to go to the black tub to find this DVD. Put in the and I told you this was the first time I was watching a DVD in um, maybe years. Yeah, because everything's streaming now. Oh yeah, or digital. So I was uh, so I was telling you while me and Sarah are binge watching um, Sons of Anarchy, if we have to fast forward. We just hit the rewind once and it goes back ten seconds automatically. Right. I fast forwarded through the DVD and it went like three <laughs> straight minutes through. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. It was just so weird plugging, putting like physically putting a disc in and yeah, having it read. That's how I did that. It was, it was an Xbox game that I had to do that. Like I don't even know how to eject this thing from the <laughs> Xbox. So I love this movie when I saw it when it first came out. Oh yeah, me and my all my friends love this movie. And now, I kind of still like it a little. There's still yeah. some jokes that hold up. I th- there was not a whole the lot that held up for me. It's dumb now. I, as a as a 34 year old man, yeah, this is a dumb fucking movie. But there's some things that still hold up in my eyes. Okay, all right. Hopefully we'll get to those. <laughs> Is that, I, I am curious because I was I was watching this and I'm like, where's his gauge with this? Like, if he never saw this when it came out, I don't think he would ever like this movie. That's what I was thinking oh, while watching. This. Okay, yeah. Like, if you never saw this there's at no twenty, way. there's no way you would have tolerated this now. No, I would have tolerated the same way uh, in this movie. Terry Crews was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I'll get through it just for that little little bit of Deadpool, uh-huh. <laughs> which is now his persona. He's finally become who he's been leading up to his entire life as a Deadpool. Is Van Wilder close to Wade Wilson, a Wade Wilson character? I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just fast talking. Yeah, it's great. Okay. My my favorite Ryan I, Reynolds I don't know if I want to watch that one again, though. <laughs> I feel like if I watch Van Wilder oh, again watch, now. You wouldn't like Van Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid. It's very dumb. I'm afraid. I think I like Ryan Reynolds' personality so much that it might make me pull through. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I don't know. My two favorite Ryan Reynolds movies. I don't know how, how you feel about them. All right. One, not not like a one being my all-time favorite, but one of them is Just Friends. Oh, that was, where he's that in was the good. Fat he's a fat guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second one. That's with Anna Ferris, right? Anna uh, Ferris is the, the girl he's... No. It's no? Uh, the chick from... Oh, Anna Ferris is the, the star. Is the, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the star he has to like take care of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like the Britney Spears wannabe. Yeah, the girl was an Amy Adams lookalike, the one from um, Wedding Crashers, I think. No, she was in uh, Final Destination, I think. No, she was. In, oh no, uh, Butterfly Effect. Oh, she's the chicken Butterfly Effect. That's a good time travel-y movie. Yes. Outside Back to the Future, I think it's the best way to handle like time travel-y things because they don't really go into it. It's just he can do it, and that's it. But things affect everything. Yeah, everything affects yeah, yeah, everything. instantaneously. Mm-hmm. No. Looper style of carving into your. <laughs> All right, uh, and waiting where they work in the restaurant. Waiting, yeah, waiting was good. Now because I used to work in the restaurant industry, yeah, that movie fucking was beautiful. Every restaurant I worked at, they're like, "Have you seen Waiting?" It's yeah. pretty much like a training video to work in that industry. 
Anyway, uh, Harold and Kumar go Amy to White Smart. Castle. Yeah. Amy Smart. There you go. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh, your boy is in this movie from uh, Can't Hardly Wait, Ethan Embry. He's the one who forces yes. uh, Kumar, not yeah. uh, Harold, to do yeah. all his work for the weekend. He's, he's, he's the bad guy who gets forced into bad guy things by his douchebag friend, uh-huh. which starts off the movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what his occupation is, Harold? He's a banker. He's a banker. <laughs> uh-huh. Banker. In- investment banker, right? Investment banker. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because Bobby Lee's in the movie and he's doing the waving his hand like, yeah, hello. Oh, uh, yeah. I got a question over here. What's it like being an investment banker? And he's like, it's pretty off some. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a banker, dude. There's a lot of pushing everything to the limits in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's one of them. The, 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 the Asians are pushed to like They're full on Asian. Asian. <laughs> Indians. The Indians are <laughs> full on Asian. Uh, Indians. Um the the, uh, the 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 white the white cops guys are like super <laughs> white, white guys. Soup. The only one that's the exception is the black dude. Oh, yeah. the, the jail cell. Yes. <laughs> dude, it was wa- it was weird watching that scene. Cause that shit still goes down yeah. now. It's yeah. like worse now. That that was probably I think one of the funnier parts for me. Yeah, that that's one of the things that still held mm. up. And I watching that now it's it's incredible that yeah it's, it's almost like oh it's very topical yeah but it's almost like it feels weird uh-huh. to see that it's like yeah i feel like you shouldn't be able to be doing that he's trying to escape yeah drop the gun it's a book <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna make you read tonight boy <laughs> yeah so uh it was also weird for me seeing uh, cal penn because uh, i just uh he's, he's in house he's in house so uh, i just seen him in that light and then he's has like a whole doctor thing in this part as well it's kind of like huh you know he quit acting after house he got a job working under obama that's in right. the obama administration yeah, yeah i think you mentioned that that's 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 wild yeah but yeah so the movie starts off uh kumar's getting interviewed into med school yeah by uh fred, fred willard, willard. <laughs> he's fun he's always fun <laughs> the harlem globe trotter we yeah. called ourselves the uh the hemoglobin trotters as yeah. in the harlem the, the yeah. colored yeah players the hemoglobin trotters uh-huh. yeah see yeah see what we did there he's fun so kumar he's a very talented he has like perfect mcat scores he's yeah. he he can be a talented doctor but he doesn't want to he just wants to smoke weed and just chill yeah his dad's forced him to be a, uh, a doctor. Harold works in an investment bank, and he gets shit on and walked all over by his coworkers. Or I guess these guys are his superiors, I, I'm thinking. Kind of. I think technically, I think they have seniority over him. Oh, okay. Maybe not superiors, but seniority. Mm-hmm. So they, he thinks that maybe if uh, he gets in good with them, that he, he'll look good to other people. I mm-hmm. don't know. I really wish Maestro was here because there was one joke in this movie that I totally pictured. Oh, yeah. So, I seek. I secretly saw you and Maestro as Harold and Kumar. You would be Harold. Oh and yeah. You would be Kumar. Okay. And there's the one scene. <laughs> it's it's fine if we jump around a little. Yeah. This scene later when um they, it's so dumb watching it now when they rode the jaguar or the cheetah. Oh my god. It's so dumb watching so it now. So dumb. But back then it was like ha. Ah. But anyway, I, I hopefully I didn't like it back then. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I forgot that scene existed. Okay. So I'm like, no, please don't. So so when they. Woke up from that, and I could totally see this being oh, no. true. He says, I have good news and bad news. I have bad news and worse news. Yeah. Okay, what's the worst news? Well, I was reading some of the signs, and it looks like the je- the cheetah 
move, moved us in the opposite direction. And yeah. he's like, fuck. Well, what's the bad news? Uh, your laptop's completely destroyed. He goes, why, why is that not worse news? Why would you not tell me that first? Um, the laptop is more of a situation that only affects you, whereas yeah. the je- the cheetah situation affects both of us equally. That's this guy. Yeah. I can totally see him doing that to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because in his mind, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, why? I'd be so confused by the logic of it. <laughs> that's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I, was, I saw this as you two. <laughs> so uh, Harold likes his um, neighbor. In yep. their apartment building. And uh, Maria. Maria. He wants to ask her out, but he doesn't have the balls to. But she's like. This is so weird. She, the, <laughs> I don't know what her acting choices were in this movie. Because in the elevator, there's one scene where she's at the side. And she just kind of giggles like, hee hee. But then her face, the front shot, is her just nervous like, oh, God, he's in the elevator with me. And then when they leave, she's like, Bye going on here it's it's a weird thing she she's obviously putting down like the signs as much as possible like trying to be trying to flirt a little bit mm-hmm. it's not getting picked up like oh shit that was it too obvious and then maybe back and forth now us as an audience and uh as as, as older as older people now mm-hmm. it's obvious that she's into him uh but i remember times when i was around or even younger than that even where a girl was obviously like this is one story I remember. That I was at a pool. Uh, it was a community pool. Uh, we were hanging out with uh, some friends that we knew from school and mm-hmm. or church. And uh, she did this whole move like, hey, let's go underwater and see if you can hear what I have to say. She goes underwater and she straight up says, I like you. And I come up from the water I'm like, I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear anything. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> Just like, even if it's blatantly obvious, uh-huh. it's still like paralyzing the idea and the like, I No. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Let's just go. Let's go do something else now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a fucking, such a nerd. Mm-hmm. But so I, I think that's what's happening here. It is, it's she's obviously into him, and he is into her. But he's just crippled with his insecurities, which are probably caused by uh, Spencer. Is that his name Spencer from uh, Can't Hardly Wait? I think it's his name. Damn it! No. When we hear that name, we're going to be like, ah. Yeah. It's going to be very upsetting. Ethan. Preston. Preston. Son of a. Yeah. That's pretty white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both pretty white. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, so yeah, Harold's getting jerked off by uh, his his employees. Uh, and then he's he's told, like, he pretty much from, uh, was there office space? Uh, yeah, I'm going to need you to work over the weekend uh-huh. to do this report. And like, ah, all right, fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Then Kamara's like, no, no, no. In the middle of the interview, this this upset me because it was blatantly like this can't happen in real life. Yeah. In the middle of the interview, like he gets yeah, a phone call. Yeah. Oh, uh, hold on, I gotta take this call. What are you doing? No, bitch, we're gonna get stoned. We gotta smoke. I got all kinds of reefer. We're gonna be smoking up and getting all high as shit in front of the the dean of admissions, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. So I already that already put me in a mood of like this movie is gonna be one of those. So they get high, and <laughs> one of the jokes I love. It was a stupid PSA commercial with oh, those two the teenagers where he's like, he's he, they're smoking weed <laughs> and he gets the gun. He goes, I'm so high. Yeah. Nothing could hurt me. And other friends are like, no. And he shoots himself. Right. With a rifle. Marijuana kills. <laughs> so stupid. 
It's, it's so far. So far up. So they want to figure out they're so high, they're starving. Yeah. They get where, the do, where, where do you want to go? KFC and now I've been there too many times. And then an ad for White Castle comes on. Yeah. So then they go to their neighbors and it's uh <laughs> David Crumholtz and the guy from American Pie. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Finch? Uh Finch yeah, yeah, and American yeah, Pie? Yeah, Finch. And uh <laughs> I like them. They're, they're staying behind so they can watch that Katie Holmes movie. Yeah. U turn. <laughs> it cuts to. Well, not U turn, but yeah, yeah. It cuts to. There's another joke I love. It cuts to him and he goes, dude, she's, dude, this is the most confusing fucking movie I've ever seen. She's possessed. She's not possessed. She's not possessed. Dude, that rack better be stacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go, yeah, you want to come with us? No, no, no. We got to watch Katie Holmes tits in this movie. So they go and they're on their way to White Castle. The White Castle by the multiplex is now a burger shack or burger yeah, town or something. Burger, it's a, yeah, some sort of nondescript burger name. And Anthony Anderson is the guy in the drive-thru. Yeah. I, I don't know how you feel about him. Not a big I know fan. You don't, yeah, I know you don't like him. No. Because he plays this kind of role. Yeah. As an employee here for three years and he holds up four fingers. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I didn't catch that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're in the mood for White Castle, this burgers will just not do. You go to White Castle. Those, thinking about those burgers and the, ju- the juiciness, makes you want to burn this place to the ground. Come on, Pookie. We're going to burn yeah, this place yeah. to the ground. Woo! Don't try this. Don't, I'm glad you didn't eat here because the special sauce was extra special. With my semen. Yeah. It's like, And then they start yelling and drive off. Uh-huh. Also overreaction. So they want to stop at Princeton first because... Uh, Harold knows some Asian chick there. Yeah, well, Harold freaks out and uh, throws his weed out the window. So, oh, so they're at the toll. Yeah. And they put the 35 cents in and won't go through. So he's, now they're out of weed. So Kamara needs weed. Hey, you, you know that chick at Princeton? We're going to stop there and get some weed. Uh-huh. They go there. There's a super stoner hippie dude. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, my baby. So over the top. Every everybody, every, every, It's an extreme stereotype. The everything. hippie is very hippie-ish. Yeah. The two, oh, dude, the scene where they're taking a shit. Battle shits. Oh, my God. Watching that now, I'm like, this is, is fucking dumb. How could that? How does that, like, in the writer's room, like, hey, imagine there's these hot chicks that are just, like, being super not hot. Wouldn't and that be hilarious? And taking shit. Perfect. So, so dumb. 20-year-old us. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Now... This is so dumb. Yeah, because back then, fart jokes were great. Yeah. Fart jokes now are just like, all right. Mm-hmm. Now I got to throw up. Moving on. <laughs> so they go, and uh, <laughs> I did like this scene. Uh, Kumar pulls over to the side, and he goes to pee in a bush, and then Jamie Kennedy appears out of nowhere. That was so <laughs> fucking weird. But, but that was one of those like, over-the-top, like, what the? F-? Yeah. He pees right next to him, and he goes, uh. Hey, did you have to pee next to me? He goes, oh, is this your bush? Oh, is this your bush? And he's like, okay, I really don't feel like getting stabbed tonight. <laughs> what's, what's, what's great is that while when he showed up, I thought, I think that might be Jack Shepard. Oh. <laughs> I like, and I had to look up like, oh, no, it's Kennedy. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy. It's a feel-alike. Mm-hmm. But w- right when this scene was happening, I was, I was talking to Annie, and I was like, this movie is so over the top. There's yes. so many things happening that are always over the top. Yes. And then he goes to pee, and the guy walks up I'm like, and there's another example. Uh-huh. <laughs> the guy comes out of nowhere and is peeing next to him in the bush. What the? How? Another, how do you find this? Another example. The raccoon. Yes. Raccoon sneaks in the car, bites Harold, spits up like red blood or something. He spits up the blood he just took out of his neck? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So they have to go to the hospital and Kumar's 
dad and brother. Okay. Now, everyone's extremely Indian, right? Yeah. So, Kumar's dad is like a stereotypical Indian, right? Yeah. And Kumar himself kind of has an Indian. He sounds Indian. He can. He can be. Yeah. But then his older brother is like, come on, Kumar, grow up already. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? He took the opposite direction. Kumar's super dark. His dad's super dark. And his, his brother looks like a white guy. Yeah, so, basically. So when they steal his dad's... Uh, that was another... That was another over-the-top thing. They steal his, the dad's... Because uh, uh, they're trying to get medical... Mer- mer- medical yeah. marijuana. Medical marijuana. So they put on the doctor's outfits, which they found, I don't know, laying on a desk somewhere. And then they, they, they think that he's his brother. Yeah. How? Did you see their skin tones? No, the shape of the face. <laughs> the shape of the head. I don't care if your whole bottom of your face is covered with a, with a mask. Uh-huh. The shape of the face was like slim and then round. Unless what they're trying to say is Ryan Reynolds is very racist, where they all look alike to him no matter what the shape they are. So we're here. We're at the Ryan Reynolds part. Yeah. Dr. Patel. Yeah. I need you. Pull him into the And he's uh, doing the, uh, the sorkin, the walking and yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> Explain the situation uh, in such urgency that there's no time to argue. By the time they can say anything, they're already mm-hmm. in the OR. Mm-hmm. Somehow they, they've already been scrubbed in, I guess. Fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they got to do surgery, but luckily Kumar's actually is pretty good at what he like could I said, be doing. Like I said earlier, he's like a genius level yeah. med student. Oh, by the way, did you watch the new Death Wish? Yeah. He's an ER surgeon, Bruce Willis. Yeah, he is. <laughs> That's how he finds the gun. Uh huh. It was fun. That was a fun one. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. I don't know how much of that is my Bruce Willisness uh, kicking in, but I overall I liked it. I love when he meets with a therapist and she's like, "You need to do more things that like make you happy." And his grin, the Bruce Willis grin. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and I and so the Ryan, the Ryan Reynolds cameo is great, dude. He's it's perfect. He's if if we're in, if we're gonna analyze this, let's say this is an NBA game. Ryan Reynolds came off the bench, went six for six, yeah, made three steals, and he made like the sickest dunk in the game. Like yeah. that, that was his stat line for this movie. He, yeah, he came in, he did what he needed to do, and he took off. Yeah, uh, I just went to a baseball game recently, uh, so it, it'd be like a their star batter comes up and then like all right let's bring in Ryan Reynolds as a pitcher just for this one guy uh-huh. strikes him out and then leaves yeah <laughs> the crowd goes wild yeah. <laughs> all right <laughs> no runs uh actually in order to properly sedate the the, the patient i think we should use uh, a mar- medical marijuana if you have any and right that's the ryan reynolds he goes yeah. but why <laughs> Uh, see, he was a Terry Crews in this movie. Yeah, he was just—he was—he was fine. He was great. Mm-hmm. Everything else was ridiculous. Even him being ridiculous was still somehow acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like Terry Crews being that robot in the, in the nightclub. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? But I still love it. Yes. <laughs> so they leave and they—they they go. Okay. Before we continue, let me ask you something. Okay. Have you ever eaten White Castle? No. From a White Castle? I, I thought that was an East Coast thing. It is. There is one in Vegas. Oh. Okay. So I me and Sarah ate at the one in Vegas. It's fine. When we went to New York, we had to take the train into Long Island to go to her cousin's wedding. Okay. And the hotel we were at two blocks away was a White Castle. So I said, let's get White Castle for like a real White Castle. How long did it take you to get there? 
Uh, it was two blocks away. Oh, yeah, but it was like a four-hour... Oh, no. We didn't have six. to go on a okay. journey. No. We tried to get on the subway, but no. they were being robbed. We <laughs> 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 were trying to take a cab, and then it was not the cabbie, and then the guy's like... It was Samuel Jackson there, like, I need to go up there. All right. What, because you don't like him because I'm black? So he took you the halfway across town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vince... Uh, White Castle isn't good, dude. No? It sucks. Okay. Now, I get they're high, but even then, I don't get high, but I'm sure it would still taste like shit. High. From, from what it looked like, just based on the commercials, it looked like something that you can get out of the freezer section. They actually sell it in the freezer section. They do sell White Castles at there Costco. There it is. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, the White Castle burger itself, it's, it's small. It's about this big. It's a slider. It's a little slider yeah. with grilled onions cheese i th- think there's ketchup i don't know if there's sauce in there and okay. that's it that's the whole burger we ate it in vegas we we're fine we ate it at, at the one in new york not good really not good it was bad so this whole so this whole we got to get a white castle no i don't get it i think my movie would be popeyes or del taco i love both of them if I was in that kind of shape, it would be Tommy's for me. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Tommy's was a destination after every night. When we were like in the, in the twenties, you go to like DTF, uh, Denton Floor mm-hmm. or wherever, on the way home was always Tommy's. Is there a Tommy's around here? Uh, yeah. Well, now it's by the Punt Hills Mall. It's by the mall. But yeah. it used to be off of Fullerton and Kalima. Yes. That one's closed down. Yeah. They, that, that one moved to the Punt Hills Mall. But that was the Shit. stop. That was the stop, dude. Every single time. It, end of the night was Tommy's. Three in the morning, Tommy's. It doesn't matter. And sometimes it was just chili cheese fries. No burger, just the chili cheese fries. Have you ever had the tamales? No. The tamales are good. Even though they're not real, they're like frozen tam- tamales. Okay. It's still good. It's, but it's the chili, though. Yeah, it's the chili it, that sells it. Yeah. But my dad has gotten to, uh, he just he goes and he buys a chili. Like, we're having a barbecue, just get the chili. And... <laughs> Put it on our stuff and like, man, ah, chili sounds good. good. Chili with the tom- with the big fat tomato slice, yeah, and the pickle. Oh my god, everything. Oh my god, you, you get on the hot dog because and it has all everything. It, it's the perfect amount of hot and cold at the same time. Yes, the chili's warm, but the tomatoes, the, the and veggies the are cool. Are cool. Oh, it's such a. And the chili helps absorb the booze. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know if. <sighs> <laughs> See, the problem is Tommy's is the complete opposite direction of where I have to go home. Because it's... There's one in Whittier. No, I live in Fullerton now. Oh, Fullerton. Yeah. I used to live in Whittier. The closest one in Whittier mm. is in Pico Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's on Whittier. I yeah, it's on Whittier Boulevard. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So the one by the mall is east of us. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually west of us. I have to go south. So I'm going away from Tommy's. Oh, God, Tommy's. Sounds so good. Yeah, I would agree with you. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Adam and Hollywood go to uh, go to Tommy's. <laughs> what would happen to us? Uh, not much. <laughs> I think we'd be fine. <laughs> we'd just catch an Uber and be fine. <laughs> yeah. The, so, the amount of shit that happened to these people doesn't happen. <laughs> this is the kind of... This movie is the reason why I hate Ben Stiller and his movies. Is is these kind of antics. It's like... A simple thing. Mm-hmm. Everything can go wrong in the stupidest way possible. Mm-hmm. And to everybody else, is like, ah, isn't that silly? And I'm just like, no, that doesn't make sense. 
It's impossible for all these things to happen this this badly for anybody. Mm-hmm. This cons- consistently, it can't it can't be done. It uh-huh. can't be done. If this was a movie over like ten years and the snapshots of like, oh yeah, they, I get it. Shit mm-hmm. happens to people sometimes, but, but in, not in the course of like a half a day. Yeah, no. And then they meet up with um oh this this is this this is the worst uh, part this section the freak show yeah this what, is the worst damn it I, I, I forgot his name oh yeah from Law and Order no no I remember that but he was trying to, oh, Dan Aykroyd he meets up with Dan Aykroyd in the fucking junkyard this is this is like oh from <laughs> nothing but trouble yes. yeah, yeah yeah this was so, that this whole scene Th- this whole was nothing but trouble this was like dumped. what the fuck is happening yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Law and Order. I, I recognize him right away. Like, I'm glad that he was for Maloney. Yeah, he was also in a Wet Hot uh, American. Yes, Summer Hot American Summer. Yeah, and he was, he was playing a fun a fun role for that. Uh-huh. This is another one of those like, hey, you're not being a serious uh, crime solver guy. That's yeah, kind of cool. But too far, man. It's so dumb. Too far. He's you, a Christian choir singer. Uh huh. That's uh-huh. all deformed. Has a crazy smoking hot wife. Wants people to fuck his wife. <laughs> and the wife wants to fuck up the people, uh-huh. but they're still very devout Christians. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, she's from uh, Watchmen. She's uh, the superhero chick yes, in Watchmen. Yes, the one that uh, uh, Negan raped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. And then they pick up Neil Patrick Harris, who's like high on ecstasy. This to me was the funniest thing in the entire movie at the time. When I first saw it, I was like, this is this is the best part of the movie. Neil Patrick Harris. Because oh. Doogie Hauser, I used to watch Doogie Hauser. I was like, oh, okay. oh, this is great. <laughs> turns out, um, it, it was still entertaining. Uh, the fact that uh, he's he was out, like, not not out, but he was, like, gay. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's always been gay, but at the time, this he was not outed yet. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But then now watching him, like, what a waste. <laughs> yeah. So they get out, go ask for directions. He's being funny. He's looking in the car. That's fine. Yeah, he steals the car. Yeah, and he's and Harold's like, "Why would you leave the keys in the car?" He goes, "I thought Neil Patrick Harris of all people would be most the most trustworthy person." Again, yeah. another maestro saying, "Yeah, that would be him." <laughs> he looked fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now it's the cop over the top again to the extreme white guy cop. Yep. They get arrested, and uh, uh, or Harold gets arrested because yeah, he tries to swing at Kumar and he, punches the cop. But he hits the cop because that happens also. Mm-hmm. Goes into jail and he meets that black guy. I love this scene. That guy's been a lot of things too. He's, yeah, he's, he's a character actor. Yeah, uh, he's he's playing basically the uh, Bill Cosby of the Innocent Days. He's just got like a a sweater on. He's reading a book. He's just oh, he's a lovable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you here? Well, they, uh, I fit a description of somebody and mm-hmm. uh, I got arrested. Like, Aren't you mad? Well, things happen, you know. Just sometimes things happen. But the universe sets itself right. And uh, Kumar calls in like a fake shooting to get all the cops out so he can um, break Harold out. But then he sees that kid's big bag of weed yeah. and that dream sequence. The bag of weed that, has Oh my arms. God. It's so dumb. That was the dumbest. But I loved it back then. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that scene either. There's I, so many things that I think I blocked out. Oh. 
He's, he, he falls in love with the weed bag. Uh-huh, they, they, get they get married. And then he he's doing their the books. He's like doing their finances. Yeah. And he smacks her. Yeah. He, he, Learn how to make some fucking coffee. Yeah. It, it, it turns abusive real quick. Yeah. And he's still like, this is a love story for him. Uh-huh. He's like, baby, 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 relax. Yeah. And the, you can hear the bag crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so dumb. So they break him out. And then... They're wanting, the cops show up. The cops show up again, and they think the while, while he's having this dream, the cops show up, and they see the keys in the in the hole. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, that black guy's trying to escape." <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh boy, here we go." He goes up, he puts hands up against the wall, <laughs> and they still start like beating him. Like, stop resisting. He's got a gun. It's a book. <laughs> it's a book. Mm-hmm. So during the commotion, uh, they just walk out of prison with the giant bag of weed, mm-hmm. and they're. Uh, the cheetah that escaped earlier. This is so dumb. So, ugh. The cheetah comes up. They like, give it, it likes Harold, apparently. Mm-hmm. They give it weed. Maybe the raccoon uh, stench on him. No, it was the, uh, oh, the, the, the Slim Jim or yep, whatever. That's right. In his pocket. Yeah. So then they get the cheetah high and they ride it. And there's like a weird, terrible CGI dream sequence with walking hamburgers. And, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And Maria's there, and uh-huh. uh, fantastic. So then, those extreme guys are at the. <laughs> oh my god! Again, another to the so extreme. over the top. Every yes, at least they were honest about being extreme about everything. Yeah, <laughs> they're canoeing in a goddamn a and PM at one point. <laughs> extreme chatter, <laughs> bag of chips, yeah, everything. <laughs> what the. F- <laughs> They steal their car because they've been, like, bullying them all night. Yeah. They steal those extreme guys' car, and the cops are chasing them. And then they avoid the cops, and then they, they get their the extreme guys' hang, hanger, hang glider gear because they see the White Castle yeah. at the bottom of the cliff. Now, uh, <laughs> this is a weird cut scene. Are you talking about how it's pitch black? Yes. It's, it's basically <laughs> midnight. It's midnight. All right. We're going to hang glide. You convince me. Cut to... I don't know. They got all Nine the gear o'clock on. in the morning. Yeah, they got all the gear on, and I, the sun is right on top of them. I, I mentioned last week. I try not to make too many comments during movies. Uh huh. But I had Unless to say it was loud, egregious. I had to say out loud to Annie. How long does it take to put together a hand glider? Because yeah. <laughs> it must be six hour process. And there's a cop behind him, right there. The cop. It was still midnight. The uh, cop noticed. Hey, that sign broke down. They're that way. Six hours later, <laughs> I guess the sun is risen. It's it's almost noon by now. <laughs> now the cops show up. Uh-huh. And they hang glide off. And they hang glide down. And then the cop finds the weed bag in the truck. And he goes, oh, we have enough weed here to put, put these assholes in jail for years. Yeah. So they land. They get to uh, the White Castle. And they order like 35 burgers each, four fries, four cherry Cokes. Because the refills don't exist, I guess, at White Castle. <laughs> you need four Cokes. Yeah. Not one Coke, you just keep refilling it? Oh, refills. They have refills. Don't worry. Oh, The one I went to. Okay, great. So then why? I don't know. Because we have to make everything extreme. Extreme. No wallet. Oh, it has a wallet, but it has no cash. Right, because the cops stole it. Okay, I know the cops stole your cash, but this guy's an investment banker in New York. He has to have a credit card on him. Come on. Uh, Credit cards are are, not a banking thing. That's a different union. (laughs) Uh, a credit union, maybe, but not a, not a bank. So Neil Patrick Harris happens to be there. He goes, you were talking about White Castle so much, I was kind of craving it myself. And he and he pretty much just says, I'm going to pay for your meal. 
and they go, you stole my car. And that's the dude, where's his car yeah. scene? And he goes, yeah, it was a dick move. <laughs> that's why I'm paying for your meal. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, is, is, he, he's, he has a way of delivering lines. It's, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So he pays for their meal, and they, it's the best meal they ever had in their life. And then Preston, Preston walks and his in. douchebag friend show up with their two lady friends. Now, the story was he had to be meeting with Preston, clients all night. Preston and Mike Dexter, pretty much. <laughs> they, walk <Yes>. in. <laughs> they walk in, and the story was he can't do his work because they had, to be with, they had to meet with clients all right. night. So he's obviously lying. So Harold finally stands up for himself, and he says, I'll go to Berenson myself and tell him all the shit you two have been pulling. Yeah. And I'm going to tell him that you got gonorrhea from the from that hooker in At- in Atlantic City and those two girls who were their dates are like, "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> so they take off and uh, Kumar realizes, "You know what? I I think I want to be a doctor now." <laughs> yeah. It was cool saving that one guy's life. So they drive back home and then Harold nuts up and he finally tells Maria that he likes her and she goes, "Oh, you got to work on your timing. I'm going to Amsterdam, but I'll be back in 10 days." So then they go, hey, let's go to Amsterdam and find her. Because you know what's legal in, in Amsterdam, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roll credits. So then I told you, Adam, the yeah. sequel to this is them in Guantanamo Bay. And you're like, how? How the hell do they wind up there? And then I told you they're trying to go to Amsterdam. And they're mistaken for South Korean and Iraqi terrorists. This, this, <laughs> so they get sent over there. There was a scene at the end of the movie where they said uh, there, there was uh, these two suspects that escaped from prison. And we have these police drawings that are very accurate. Uh, <laughs> it is the most racist. The, the Asian guy's got a rice hat on and the giant, like the, the Fu Manchu mustache. Yes, and then and then the Indian guy's just in a turban. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the the two black guys who were arrested they're they're suing the 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 cops and they're going to jail because yeah. the whole thing about the universe writes itself. Yeah, the extreme guys go to jail for the marijuana in their truck. Yeah, so, and then the Ethan Embry. Pr- uh, Mike Dexter and, yeah. and Preston get put into place. Yeah. So in the end, the universe did write itself. Right. Mm-hmm. If only the universe could have made it so the movie didn't happen at all. Then. But we used to like it. I know. How dumb were we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the, the humor in the movie is of that time period. Mm-hmm. Like, like you were saying, it, it's 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 the the mindset that you're in about like fuck the rules and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where it's pushing limits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Limits are what? Uh, no, there's no limits here. I'm going to be racist, and that's funny, because uh, you can't hold me down. <laughs> there was another good joke in this movie I forgot to mention about um, David Krumholtz and uh, what's his name from American Pie? The uh, Fitch? Finch. 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 When they're yeah. talking about Harold and Kumar, how they're so gay for each other. They're so gay for each other. Hey, do you want to suck on this to the pipe? And the way he puts his mouth, he's like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. so stupid, on, but like, I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're so gay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much deep throwing the fucking bong. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's Harold and Kumar. Doesn't hold up. No. Not like how I used to imagine it. But at least, I guess, you, you mentioned this uh, on the last episode. This one has more. The jokes play a little better here. There is more of a structure, I think. Yeah. And even Compared though the structure, chips. yeah, the structure is still stupid. Yeah, but it, it, it I guess there is more now, now that we've talked about it. Yeah, now that we were able to get from point A to point B <laughs> with chips, just like I don't know, <laughs> we had no idea what the hell was going on anymore. Uh huh. 
Well, that was our opinion of the movie, but like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. Do you want to hear the good reviews or the bad reviews for this movie? Uh, let's start with the good. Okay. Uh, Wesley Morris of the Boston Globe says, Silliness is the movie's only ambition, but there's something mind-blowing about seeing a fratty comedy through, the, through two pairs of Asian-American eyes, particularly when those eyes belong to actors who were token minorities in other dumb comedies. <laughs> Rene Rodriguez of the Miami Herald says in their formidable quest for junk food Harold and Kumar end up redefining what the all-American protagonists of Hollywood movies should look like and prove this comedy is not quite as brain dead as it originally appeared wow and finally, that guy was high as hell <laughs> finally <laughs> Robert Kohler of Variety says what could have just pushed the usual youth comedy buttons is instead a crafty spoof on issues from racial politics to American highway monoculture that bellies its cover and marketing as only a dumb, gross-out laugher. So he's saying that it's deeper than just being a dumb stoner movie. No, it's definitely a stoner movie. Uh, and now the bad reviews. Like another one that's stoned off his mind. Out of uh, his mind? I don't know. Bad reviews. Carla Meyer of the San Francisco Chronicle says, has enough laughs and misadventures to satisfy its built-in audience, but it won't win any converts. Yes. Accurate. Jack Matthews of the New York Daily News says, The laugh ratio in this run-on of skits is pretty low, at least to the unaltered mind of one who's seen enough of these films and eaten enough White Castle burgers to last a lifetime. (laughs) And finally, Terry Lawson of the Detroit Free Press says, At Road's End, Harold and Kumar smells very similar to the shrine of its title, which is great before you bite in and way less appetizing after you've sobered up. Mm -hmm. That was a sick burn. Sick. Now it's time for Rotten Tomatoes. This is part of the short make Adam gets to score the movie based on his Rotten Tomato score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Let's start with the critics. I feel like that's usually a good gauge. Okay. But the problem is, at the time it came out... Or with my current brain, what am I? How am I assessing it? Critics, hopefully, uh, they, their disdain will ring true throughout throughout time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go twenty one. Seventy four percent. Oh, um. if you pull up Rotten Tomatoes, if you go to the website, Adam, type in Harold and Kumar, the first one. And you go to reviews, critic reviews, top critics, it's all red, meaning fresh. Uh, Even Roger Ebert put a positive review. Whoa. 74%. Now, I do agree with you. I think these are reviews from when it first came out because it was so different. Because like a dumb stoner comedy like this was like white guys. And I think they're like, oh, it's an Asian guy and an Indian guy. That's different. Yes. I think that's what it, it was the first time at. that yeah, they were leads. The first time they were yeah. leads, I think. So I think they're giving it some leeway uh, when it comes to that. So seventy four percent from the critics. So do do critics not review anymore after the <laughs> after the fact? Like No, I think it's just archived as So yeah, I mean who's gonna go back and watch it, I guess. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's ru- it's fresh. That's very upsetting. But then at the time, I've been like, yes. Yeah, it's great. Critics are brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love critics. But now, oh, my God. Okay. So, so, so now the audience? The audience. 
These are the Shit. stoners. This is going to be. These are us who have, who remember it. Oh, this was fucking great when we were 20. Oh my God. All right. I have to change up the entire game now. <laughs> I was going to give it a 60 originally mm-hmm. because of the stoner audience, but based off of that, I got to, I got to go higher now. Oh no. How much higher? Uh, 76. 80%. Christ almighty. So this is a fresh movie. All around. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Adam. That's very upsetting. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. He's been in a lot of the movies we've done, and since we love him, we decided to ask, what role would Giamatti have had in this movie? Now, this one's a little hard, because yeah. everyone who's in this movie is in for a scene, and then they're out. Right. Who who could he be? If we can make him age appropriate, I'd make him the uh, the hippie, the hippie kid. Yeah, I would like him as the Jamie Kennedy role. Like, is this your bush? Okay, just imagine him just walking into the scene. You're like, what the fuck? Or uh, Fred Willard. Uh, yeah, the, I can see that too. The dean at the beginning, maybe being dorky, like the 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 African yeah. colored yes basketball yes. team. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be it'd be tough to match Willard's thing, but I think uh, if anybody can do it, Giamatti can. Uh, now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where we give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. There were no white castles in the filming location, so a white castle building was trucked in. Wow, they that's fil- that's a lot of the budget. They filmed this in uh, Ontario, Toronto. Okay, they have. I guess they don't have white castles up there. As a thank you for all the free advertising the film gave them, White Castle arranged to have collectible Harold and Kumar cups at all of their location during their film's release. It marks the first time an R-rated comedy is advertised on fast food containers. Oh. The characters Harold and Kumar were also inducted into the, I guess there's a White Castle Hall of Fame, Customer Hall of Fame thing. They're in there. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then finally, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Adam. The defecation sounds from the women's bathroom scene were real defecation sounds recorded at a truck stop by one of the film's sound technicians. That means this guy had a mic hidden somewhere in one of the toilets and was just picking. Those, so those shit For noises. For how long? So those shit noises were real. Wow. That, that sound engineer? Now, I know you're an, a sound guy. I know yeah. you're an audio guy. Yeah. But that guy, he, pardon my uh, my punnery here, he made the director's shit list. <laughs> and, and he was told, fuck you, get out of here, and you should record this, mm-hmm. go spend two days at a truck stop, and just sit there with your dat recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to bring that up. <laughs> and you record all the sounds. And bring me the best. So we can give it to these professional female actresses so they know how to make their faces look. When they're making these battleships. Mm-hmm. That was the most upsetting part of the movie for me. Like how mm-hmm. and why. And I hope to God I wasn't laughing at this when I was a kid. <laughs> Finally, money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we get to feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for this movie. Nine million dollars. Mm. Give me your guess for its total worldwide gross. 
nine. This is this is going to be a huge. Well, they had three of these goddamn movies. <laughs> That's right. So it was nine. What year was this? Two thousand two. Four. Two thousand four. Oh, this is going to be very upsetting is as it well. Going to be upsetting for you. Nine times three is eighteen. That makes it profitable. Nine, nine times three is twenty-seven. What do I say? I said eighteen. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 I'm going to go 63. In the U.S., it grows 18.2 million. Overseas, it grows 5.6 million. Bring oh. its total gross to 23.9 million. So it was barely profitable. <laughs> it was ba- they didn't even get the precipice. <laughs> and they still made two more movies. Two more. My guess, Adam, it was big on DVD. I bought the DVD. Oh, okay. DVD used to be a factor in this. Right. Oh, it sold a lot on DVD. Let's make a sequel. Oh, my God. This movie debuted in seventh place on the weekend of July 30th, 2004 with $5.4 I was there. Me and my friends. <laughs> yeah. Number one that week. It's a movie we've done previously on the show. Oh. The Village. Ah. The most uh, underrated of the Shyamalans, <laughs> in my opinion. According to Box Office Mojo, this is the 35th highest grossing film in the category... Comedy slash road trip movies. So uh, I guess Euro trip or road trip has to be on that list. Euro trip is on the list, but it's not number one. Road trip movies. You're going to hate what this is. Over the top? No. (laughs) No. Uh, Tommy Boy? Number one is Wild Hogs. Wow. That Tim Allen, Travolta, oh my god, movie. <laughs> Travolta, <laughs> Allen, Lawrence, and um, the Cooler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's his name? And uh, Macy H. Macy, William H. Macy. Yes, and uh, Ray Liotta's the bad guy. That's right. <laughs> oh my god, that movie's so dumb. It's I saw it in Mexico As, uh, because there was nothing else to do when I was there. I was visiting family out there mm-hmm. in, uh, in in Mexicali. And they're like, oh, you want to hang out and, uh, with my cousins? Like, yeah, let's go watch a movie. And like, all right, Wild Hogs. Hey, I like Tim Allen. Did that ruin your Tim Allen-ness it, for it, you? It, it lowered things quite a bit for him and for Travolta. <laughs> Lawrence was always like, fine. You're uh-huh. barely funny. That was real bad. That was so bad. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Well, let me put it on the list. <laughs> okay. It's on the list now. Finally, Harold and Kumar was the 110th highest grossing film of 2004. Number one that year, Shrek 2. All right. Makes sense. So I actually own Harold and Kumar, so I couldn't watch it on Amazon. Okay. I bought it in a store, but if you want to buy Harold and Kumar. If you would like to buy it, uh, you can do it on Amazon. Go to our website first. Click on the banner. It takes you to Amazon. You do your shopping as normal. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but uh, we get a little kickback for everything that you spend. By the way, I, I did a search. Uh-huh. There are five locations within two miles that I can get White Castle burgers. In, the, in, in a store, in a, like in Frozen, a, yes, right? Yes, in the okay. preacher section. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I wanted to go to an actual White Castle, the closest one is Las Vegas. Yep. And then uh, Columbia, Montana. It's, uh, <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> the, it's in the Casino Royale. On the strip, it's the it's like an old janky casino that's between the Link and the Flamingo. Oh, okay, it's in there. 
It's, yes. It's where you get like a dollar fifty hot dog. Yeah. It's okay. that, it's that old there. rundown. I played blackjack in there one time. Yeah. Uh, that's 2004's Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle, directed by Danny Leaner. Liner. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so we're going to help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we'll watch it before any other requests. Next week, we are watching The Conjuring 2. Yeah. Because the... The horror movie The Nun, which I can't wait to see, yeah. comes out, and The Conjuring 2 introduces the nun, Valak, to the... That's the nun's name. Okay. Have you ever seen Conjuring 2? No. I've seen the first one. I know you like the first one. Yeah. Because it's... that In your eyes, that's a real horror movie. Yes. Okay. It's it's realistic enough that it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that could happen. Somehow. So when they introduce the nun character in this movie, in that, Conjuring 2, it's incredible. Okay. The way they do it... it and that's the nun that's it. coming out... Yes. So The Nun okay. is the prequel. It takes place in like the 40s or something. Oh, okay. But The Conjuring 2 takes place in the 70s. So it's right. still the pre it still shows you like the world that she came from. The All nun's right. name is Valak. Fantastic. So check that out and uh check out Searching. That's the reason we're watching this movie. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm going to show you the trailer after this. Adam. Oh, yeah. I'm putting I think, it on. I think you're going to like it. And until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Adam. Adam.